Life can be a little crazy sometimes. In these bizarre moments we live in, we need a podcast to bring us together, to inspire others during all this chaos. Who? Who will step up to the challenge? I'm Sean Graves, though I can't fix everything. With the help of my guests, we can help inspire each other. Hi, hello, this is Sean Graves with Inspire with Sean. And my guest today is an author by the name of William Saint. So without much further ado, um, for this podcast, we're going to be piecing together uh, my questions, his answers, and um, you know, going about it as best as we possibly can to adapt with the COVID-19 um, shenanigans, mayhem, and tomfoolery. So without much further ado, what got you into authorship? Because for me specifically, uh, when I first started writing my book, Being Happy, it honestly came from a place of two worlds. The first is my education in the process of continual improvement, as well as uh, another class that I had taken many years later in the science of happiness, brought to you in part by UC Berkeley. And so with part of that is assessing the science of what happiness is and what it means across the board culturally, as well as applying the process of continual improvement, such as the Maic, and going, well, with these tools, we can also apply them with our lives. And by doing so, can we add value to our well-being, which is like a total mind flip as far as like what people perceive as happiness. So with you as an author, where did your first story kind of blossom from and what motivated you to beginning that journey, such as becoming an author? Well, thank you for having me on, Sean. And uh, yeah, COVID, uh, COVID's really crazy right now. I hope it's uh, gonna, you know, quiet down and go away, but I'm not, I'm not sure if it will. Um, I'm not dealing with the best of mics and uh, just taking a, you know, nightly stroll. So if you hear any gravel crunching, that's why, or any, any uh, chirping, any sounds, that's why. But um, yeah, to, to, I'm glad. Uh, you wrote a book. I'm glad you started authorship. I'm glad you're uh, trying to promote happiness and how to how to be happy. There's so many different methods and ideas on how to be happy. Some say it's a mindset. I, I believe it's a mindset for myself personally because uh, my uh, grandfather, great grandfather, can't remember who it was, but he lived uh, he lived in poverty and he was, you know, he made it okay. You know, he was happy all the time. He wasn't happy all the time, but he he wasn't a depressed guy. Um, so I do believe uh, happiness is a mindset. Because even as a child, um, I was happier with a balloon than I am now with everything I have currently. So happiness for me is definitely a mindset. But um, yeah, for me personally, what helped me with my happy uh, with happiness is uh, is uh, at a young age. I really didn't care for materialistic things. I didn't care for money because you know money—you gotta have money to make the world go around. 
as far as like materialistic objects, I didn't really care that much about it. I mean, I love, you know, everybody loves stuff, but I didn't have an over fixation with things. So that did help me with my happiness, especially growing up. I'm still growing up, but you know, you get the idea. Um, as far as how I, so to answer your question, as far as how I got started in authorship, it's a little bit of a long story, also not, but so I've always been creating stories. I always have ever since I was a child, like five or six. I never run them down. Sometimes I put them in songs and then try to sing them with my really squeaky six, six year old voice and on a crappy DSI and it, it really did not work. I, Deleted all of them. He'll never still have day, luckily. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I switched over to stop motion animation to tell my stories at like 11 or 12, and did that for a while, a couple of, couple of years. I got good at it for that age. And then I switched over to um, game development. So, a game development, uh, it was Worst decision ever made. It's fun, but it takes a while. It takes so long just to pump out a story. It takes forever. So much extra work. It's ridiculous. Um, I started the uh, program back when I was 11. So the program part was easy. It was just all the work. But and then the, you know that was my early teen years. Jump forward to about I believe I want to say 16 or 17, and uh, that's when the IW teacher or an English teacher, and uh, she pulled me aside one day and said that she wanted to see me write more because she really liked my writing. She, the, the grammar wasn't good, but the, the content was just, she really enjoyed the content of it, of my writing. So I started writing more uh, off and on, but then after it's about 17 and a half, which wasn't that long ago, we're talking like six months ago, I just, uh, talking like six months ago probably, just repeat myself, that's all good. <laughs> uh, oops, probably breathing the mic there by accident. All right, we're good. Um, but yeah, that's how I got into authorship. Did books and stories resonate with you early on in life? And if so, what books and what authors? For myself personally, um, I wasn't really good at reading. I wasn't even really good at uh, writing either because I just could not get a handle on it. And for being an older adult, I was like, I'm done with playing that. Like, I'm done with having the excuses of I just don't read because how many people do we meet? And we're just like, really? Like, you don't desire to read a book. I mean, how many people in this world have thoughts and dreams and uh, a story to tell? I mean, that it, you cannot be entertained. People need stories in their lives. And it's up to us to either continue the legacy of the hero's journey or to reinvent it or try to find a new version of it out there somewhere in the universe in our unconscious or, you know, etc. So like more recently, it's been a toss up for me that I've desired biographies more so than uh, any other type of book, but I also enjoy the fantasies too. Um, yeah, yeah. Stories were definitely, definitely interesting to me. I did, 
I used to read a lot as a kid early, early on. Not a whole lot, but a good amount for a kid. And then they started forcing it in schools, and that actually caused me to get out of it, because I don't know why it did, but it did. It was like, you know, I'll do it on my own, but then if you're going to force me, I don't want to do it. I don't know, I'm a stubborn guy, so <laughs> that's probably why. But um, uh, books I've read, I've read uh, Goosebumps a lot. I've read those all the way from my early teen years. I still love that. I love those. Goosebumps was uh, what I've read. I also read some uh, short chapter books. But uh, books weren't a humongous influence on my life, per se. Early childhood, they weren't a humongous influence, but I did read them. I say stories were. Anything involving my stories, though, that was a big impact in my uh, early childhood because I'd, I'd want to create them and all that crap and all that stuff. Um, so. What was or is the difficulty of starting for you as far as, like, being an author? Because, like, for myself, it was definitely, like, again, I I work with music and I work with podcasting and audio sonic engineering and so for me I felt like uh, tapping into a new style of voice even with like reading audiobooks that and creating those that I was like yeah I, I think I could pull this off myself I mean the more difficult part behind it was well, I guess I had the luxury of not really having a timestamp of when this product was supposed to be done as far as my first book is concerned. And um, I think like if there was a schedule and someone was expecting a product from me and it was supposed to be the best product possible, oh, I don't think it would be nearly as um, beneficial and good. I, I honestly, even like my music is even on schedule half the time. I mean, I would try to push out if I get going on an album to try to wrap it up in two years and for the first year, just try to wing out as much music and then the next year do as much lyrics and vocals as possible. So for myself, I feel like there was that as well as like who and how to publish and how to even get your foot into the door. That for myself was a whole Google search for like a week and then just trying to reassess that situation. It's not easy, but it's also not cheap. And it's not, uh, it's, it's an interesting world to step in nonetheless. Did I have a problem with coming up with, uh, did I have a problem starting out um yes definitely i'm still starting out now i've only been doing that for a few not a few months but um i'm about to hit a year and i still i still struggle with some things uh, publishing i haven't even began to tackle that i've just been doing self-publishing this entire time uh, generally most of my content's free because um I ain't got to worry about bills currently with my writing i'm trying to pay my bills with that eventually i will try to you know sell content um, eventually. Right now, I'm just trying to build a fan base. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm trying to do right now is to build up a fan base, and then eventually, when I get a bigger fan base, start selling content when I can, when I can. Once I get a name out there, not a lot of people buy no name authors, which is just whatever's fun. But um, yeah, starting out, I had problem. Uh, my biggest problem was grammar. 
That's really fun. It's been a, my grammar has been a problem for ages ever since I was uh, you know a kid. In fact, my English teacher, she was like, "Your grammar is god awful, but uh, your content and your ability to create stories and your and your ability to put people in the driver's seat is just uh, amazing." And she wanted me to pursue it. She actually, uh, like I said, uh, she uh, she pulled me after class and wanted to tell me told me about it. So that's sad. So, the issue for me wasn't what, what most authors um, had issues with, which is most authors have issues throughout their entire lives with content creation. I don't have that. Um, well, luckily, I don't. Uh, that's the biggest issue, because grammar, grammar can be fixed, you know. Uh, you know, I can hire an editor to do it, or I can hire a... <laughs> right now, I'm just using AI. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm trying to learn more grammar myself, so my books are better, but the content and all that crap. The content and all that stuff, it's, uh, that's not a problem I have with. Where did your story, Cold Coffee, come from? I actually saw this in a tweet, and I got interested because I was like, I like coffee. <laughs> and um, to read the story, and it's only chapter one, but I'm very fascinated by it because, like... I, I don't know. I just never thought that coffee could tell a story. Um, there is a poem um, from long ago that I read. I can't remember the author of it. I'll look it up. But um, it's called Arabic Tea, I think. Hold on. I'm actually now going to look this up because I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but it's a poem. Yeah, it's Arabic Coffee by Naomi Shihab. And I hope I pronounced that right. Naomi Shihab Nye. And it's an amazing poem. Um, I think it's one of those poems that people read in high school and the college level. And I think the exercise is to assess uh, what the author is talking about because from a point of view of a child understanding the process of coffee being made um, you took coffee and its life beginning in a cupboard and the characters walking in and out of a coffee shop uh, and even like the finite characters such as like the coffee bean being ground and rude um just to be enjoyed by a, a character who uh seeks to have coffee um it it was a very interesting way of going about that and I was wondering like did you just so happen to be at a coffee shop and you were like ha I found my character it's coffee and what the life process of coffee is in the sense of beginning to end. Cause even in my education, as far as like process of continual improvements there, if you look at a company, um, as far as a coffee shop, there is a flow process and the idea is to not waste time and product in the point A to point B situation. And the point B is as soon as that cup of coffee touches the client's hands and they leave, that is when the timer stops. And it's 
there's so much math, there's so many steps involved that I'm curious as to like, what exploitations are you either observing and then taking into account as far as the storyline and how, how did you come about like, uh, taking a character into that and bringing it to life? So, cold coffee, my short story. How did I come up with this phone? A little bit of a long story. Also, not so much. I uh, wanted to create something about uh, some sort of, uh, talking about some of the societal issues uh, currently that I see in America with the um, one of the being uh, people valuing monetary things over everything, people valuing money over everything, people valuing, uh, valuing stuff over everything. That was a sub. That was a sub meaning. The main meaning behind it was um, was uh, how people put on masks and how everybody uh, puts on masks for each, for every person and for everything. Just everyone acts like a chameleon, a chameleon, so many times, and never being uh, you know an actual person. Everybody's so shallow. Everybody you know adapts to everybody. Everybody adapts to everybody else. Everybody else feels, you know, happy or comfortable. I don't know, stuff like that. There's stuff like that. That's how I came up with. Uh, that's that's the premise of uh, cold coffee. There's a lot more other hitting meanings in there, which you got you got read between the lines to, to get them. Uh, very, I, I have a problem with making very subtle, very very subtle things. My things are my things very subtle. My writing have a problem with that, which I'm, I'm trying to amp, rank it up, uh, amp it up to where it's not so subtle. And I'm creating another short story or short novel, uh, five chapters maybe, based on uh, just wherever. Probably I probably uh, probably for free. I'd be talking about more societal problems as well. Um, how I came up with cold coffee was that, like I said, the premise was that, and then, uh, you know, what what's, what's disgusting? What, what do people hate? Well, most people hate cold coffee. Not like cold coffee as in cold brew coffee, but just like an old bland cup of coffee, you know, room temp coffee. And, um, yeah. that's, that's how I came up with that, sorry. So I thought I saw something. Um, <laughs> But that's how I came up with cold coffee. Um, what is the goal from each book story that you write? Like for myself with being happy, uh, <laughs> the title of it is a tongue in cheek kind of uh, title because we think of human beings and that starts with an H and a B. And I thought, well, we'll just flip it and we'll just call it being happy. Because I think that's one thing that people can, without argument, want to aim for. And so my idea was, again, like I said, to bring the science, bring the math and science, and go, boom, here's a product. And if you go page for page, you can go chapter for chapter. You can jump into a section and read and go, huh, okay. That makes a lot of sense because I take the data, I take the science, and I go, here's the product. Like, all the elements do add up to a greater significance, but there's a lot of study involved. And it's more like, take a breath. After you've read this 
paragraph or this section and go, hmm, does that apply to me? You know? So like with yourself, when you write a book, when you write a chapter, when you read a story or write a story, um, what is uh, your goal per project? I mean, do you take it as like, you know, one zeitgeist at a time and then like go back and go, Oh, how did I write that? And then the other one going like this, wow, I really wrote something kind of freaking good. Um, I can only say for like myself, when it comes to my music, when I listen to music back in 2008, I'm like, Oh, I, I mean, I had an idea and I'm proud of it, but it's like a diary in that if I open the diary, I can appreciate it for the art that it is. But is it is it on the same par as today? No, and it cannot and it will not ever be because what I have going for myself today is just apples and oranges. And I'm proud of that. If you're not, then it's like, what have you achieved? You know, you would never be able to understand if you achieved anything if you stayed with the same sounds, the same process, um, without striving to uh, excel. Mm, That's very interesting what you said about how you came up with uh, the name of your title and all that. I try to do play on words and things like that, or not necessarily play on words, but words that tie into the story. Like one of my, one of my short essays, the title was one of the words, the last words the uh, the person spoke in the story. I try to tie things back together and things like that. Um, that does sound like a very interesting book. Yeah, science behind it. I'm a very scientific and data analytical type of person, but when I'm writing, I try not to be. I try not to be, but I end up being a lot because I'll. I'll write like 50 different, not 50, but you know, you get my idea, five, six different meanings and you know, a few paragraphs in a short story. Cause that's why I try to do short stories for this, just like a small bite of information that people can just dig into and try to uncover everything. Um, so that's what, as my parents with cold coffee, there's like five or six different meanings inside of it, um, behind it. You have to really dig in deep to find it, which I'm trying to, trying to work on them. My next, my next short story or my next uh, short novel, uh, won't be that so it will be a lot more easy to read but between the lines um this verse uh, like it's a very interesting uh, with uh, your story so like uh, the bible or, your, or the bible uh i'm not sure i'm not familiar with a lot of uh, religious things except for the christian bible which is uh you can you get like per proverb you know you get each, each proverb has a different different meaning for each different scenario and all that stuff you got like 50 you know you got like five million different stories within the bible because you got all those proverbs i think that's i think that's interesting but uh what i try to do with your story is i like i say i my short stories my short novels i try to write um about problems in society today uh, that's how or i try to wake people up i'm riding sorry mike <laughs> i'm riding one story uh, I don't know if I'm a publisher or not. I don't know if I'm a publisher or uh, put it out there or not. Uh, it's called The Click. And most people can guess what it was about, but uh, I don't mind talking about this one because it's, it's already written. I don't know if I'm going to post it or not. 
I may or may not. It just depends. I don't. I'm not very happy with the work. I put into. Uh, I put into it so much. Rewrite it. But uh, I don't mind getting the name because that's the name. So <laughs> uh, that's just very generic name. So I might change it. But, um, yeah. So what I try to do for story, like I said, short stories, short novels. I try to do societal issues. And my bigger stories, my bigger projects. I got several of them working on. Um, I try to just write a story about the characters, the characters' arcs, and things, the character arc, and things like that. Sometimes I do have a hidden meaning behind it, like one of my the short novels that I'm working on right now. It does have a hidden meaning behind it. Um, that it doesn't say it, but you know it does. It, you can you can you can read it in the plot. Um, but for those, I apologize. There's so many dogs barking around my place. Anyways. <laughs> That's that's why I try to achieve with those bigger with the bigger books. It's just more of a broad spectrum. It's more of not focusing on the meanings and more focusing on the story itself. And with the shorter books, it's more focusing on the meanings and the sub meanings and all the all the contextual details and uh, all that fun stuff as well. My main reason as well as why I don't put it into those big stories is it's it's hard to keep up with that. You know that adding that many meanings into that big but they're humongous stories really harder to do. I mean you could add just a few sprinkles here and there, but it's just a lot more difficult to add in a big story than it is uh, to a small story. Especially as a short novel or a short story. Uh, how did you settle into writing your so stories? What is the setup? Is it a pen and pad or is it like a digital file on your phone, your iPad, your computer setup? Because like for myself, people go like, what's the studio setup? And honestly, for it being a traveling studio, part of it is, yeah, I can pack up parts of it, go record a session, come back, set up, actually produce it in the uh, home base. And other parts of it, it's like, actually, I kind of like it being at home. Uh, even parts of the audio section where I've got the walls, the flooring, everything pretty well done for the space that I'm renting. Um, it also has to be a channeling of energy, you know, for myself to go, okay, this is going to be the time that I'm going to write my song. This is the time I'm going to write my, uh, or sing my lyrics or, um, something to affect. Or even if I'm just sitting down and watching a TV show, I'll go, huh, that visual just inspired me to this feeling and I can express that sonically. And so is it magical? Eh. <laughs> um, I think to the lame person, if they saw what my studio setup was, it's pretty intense. Um, to maybe someone who's like Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, legendary, um, it, it would look quite rudimentary, <laughs> but I'm proud of where it is and I'm proud of where it came from. So what's your uh, setup like? Is it your bedroom? Is it a specific outside room? Is it something that you just travel along with? Oh, that's very interesting about where you record. I've never, I've actually never heard of a, uh, well, in logic, he said he lived in a suitcase, but I, I thought he was just talking about bouncing between place and place. I don't know what he's talking about. He may even talk about bringing his gear along too. Uh, I don't. The, the only 
the only thing that I have really is my laptop. That's why I brought it on actually. So let me start. Uh, what I where I store it is I use my laptop, and then I have that's why my main you know station is at where I write. I use it just type on a keyboard, and uh, I have that in the main file. And then when I'm on the go, if I'm ever on the go, I get my phone because I come up with so many stories and so many you know things um, to write about and to do things and to to to, to add to the stories. I just write them on my notepad on my phone now. I the main, my main laptop. I, I use the laptop because it's easier to travel with. Also, have a pair of uh, not noise canceling headphones, but uh, I don't know what they're called. Earmuffs. Big. You got, you know, you here you go. Lock here. You got a lawnmower. You're mowing your yard or anything like that. You know, those big headsets, headphones, whatever they were. I got one of those. And it's just it's such a blessing because it just blocks out all the sound. Not all, but most. <laughs> Sometimes I do listen to uh, music when I uh, write because it does it does help with uh, say if I'm trying to write an emotional scene I'll listen to a little bit of music to like, you know get me in the, a little bit of the mood more for that, that emotional scene for sad scene I'll listen to more sad music and it does help a little bit uh, getting as far as into the mood of what that scene is supposed to be like and uh, but as far as writing stories is concerned. Sometimes, uh, depending on say, so it's like uh, if I face a big story, sometimes I'll go around and not dress up, but I'll act like the character sometimes, their mood, their whatever, you know, if they're grumpy, I'll act grumpy, and I'll uh, try to get in their, um, you know, their shoes if it's the first person, or even if it's not a first person. So that's what um, I try to do. So that's what um, I do with my setup. I just also, I just, uh, as far as where my stuff's at, it's just a little bedroom. I, ain't got, I just got a desk because I'm a bed. <laughs> That's what I do with that. So I do this thing called shower thoughts, and it's like random thoughts that uh, happen. And as an author, I was wondering, uh, Harry Potter was fine with sending his kids to a school where he nearly died every year i think that's kind of interesting because like <laughs> if you think of hogwarts it's not exactly as we know <laughs> is not the safest school to go to uh, but <laughs> yeah after everything is said and done he just decides yeah sure i'll just send my kids to the same school i mean it's got to be better than what it was when i showed up right isn't there like chambers of secrets downstairs still and spiders still rummaging around the castle and trolls breaking and entering and centaurs out in the forest and crap like that i mean what why harry why would you do this to your own kids i mean i'm not saying shelter them but i'm also not implying that's gotta be the only school that you know he could have possibly have sent his kids to i mean what about homeschooling what? What? Why is that not a thing? Yeah, Hogwarts. Uh, Hogwarts. I don't, uh, Harry Potter. I don't think he's very, very uh, concerned about his children. I'll say that. But um, <laughs> I mean, there is a point. I don't. I don't think we have this in the society really anymore. Of uh, you know, throwing your kid you know, out of the house, throwing your kid into the sink or swim scenario. And they, I, um, they made the person who J.K. Rowling, Rowling, I don't say that, I don't say their name. Um, they, uh, I, I, they may have uh, did that as a play on to maybe people don't do that no more. 
um, which I'm not necessarily endorsing that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing either. Um, you know, telling your child to sink or swim because eventually they're going to have to. That's just life. Last but not least, as I usually wrap up the episode and um, all that jazz, what inspired you today, this week, and this month? And how does that propel you to the future? And also, uh, how does that inspire other individuals? So what inspired me today? I went to a park, I went to a fire tower, and uh, it was a very beautiful area. And that's sorry, inspired me to write a book or anything, but it just gave me a brush of fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air. What inspired me this week? It's very dark, very very dark, and um, I don't want to talk about it because it may upset some people um, involved with the death, basically involved with something dying. And inspired me. I I write a lot of dark dark things. Um, even if you you look into the, the premise of uh, cold coffee, it comes from a uh, sort of a darker area than a lighter area, as far as the premise of it. Um, my, my other short story, uh, A Cold Night, I think yeah, that's, that's the one. Um, it comes from a dark, dark, it comes from a dark premise. I, <laughs> I write a lot of dark books, it's, um, I read light books too, but um, yeah, I don't try to bring people down. I don't. I don't try to. It's just I. I my mind tends to go to darker places when I write. So that's that's how it goes. But um, yeah, uh, what inspired me this month? Hmm. I can't really say what inspired me this month. My dog's barking. That's not what inspired me. Um, <laughs> what inspired me this month? Um, hmm, that's a hard, that's a hard question. Uh, do I even remember this month? That's the real question. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't genuinely know what inspired me this month. Um, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so how it inspires other, I believe, um, I take inspiration from things, that's how I do it, either I take inspiration from things, excuse me, and then I directly tell people, or I take inspiration from things, and I write my books, and then I might inspire others. But I do uh, directly, as far as not things that inspire me, and I inspire others with those things that inspire me, a little bit of a mouthful, um, <laughs> uh, as far as what I do to inspire others, I try to motivate others uh, to do. I don't try to post hustle tweets or I don't post hustle motivational things. I do actually talk a lot about mental health and that's a lot of where my stories come from is mental health. Um, a lot of my, again, my short stories, they're about mental health because the people who need that the most aren't going to, you know, read a 200 chapter book that, about mental health and they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to read a story that contains mental health in it. The people who need that the most are, you know, young teens or young adults. Hell, anyone really. But uh, that's why I put in the short stories. It's just a short, digestible thing about uh, something that you're in between the lines and, and talk about, actually about. 
So I would like to say thank you so much for doing this with me. I know we're kind of shooting this from the hip and trying to make this as best as possible. But if you could just give a um, uh, point of contact as far as where people can find you, follow you, and your journey as an author, that'd be great. And I'd love to do this again. Thanks. All right. Uh, I got dogs barking at Coyote's howling, so I should probably wrap this up. Um, as far as uh, where to reach me, you can reach me on Twitter at William Saint and number eight. I don't think there's a special spelling of William Saint. Uh, William, I don't, I don't, not a lot of people know how to spell Saint, I guess, but uh, spelling is W I L L I A M M M, not N. Um, and then uh, uh, S A I N T and number eight. Uh, no spaces. I don't think there are spaces, but no spaces. Uh, I don't think capitals matter, but if it, if it, the capitals do matter, it matters. It's uh, capital W and capital S. And then if you follow me on there, you can see my uh, my posts. You can follow me. Uh, you can find all my other stuff as well on there. But uh, if you want to follow me directly on Wattpad, it's at late night typing and then underscore LNT. Um, as far as what to expect, uh, some short stories, mainly fiction. I mainly write fiction. I write horror, sci-fi, fantasy. All those are in the making. You know, I ain't got. I only got a few posted, but all those in the making. Over the coming uh, month, possibly coming years. It takes a while. Um, right now, I'm writing one about uh, the premise is. Uh, Sort of mental health, but not really. More, it's not really. It's, 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 you could label it as mental health. I'll say it as that. It's a short novel. That one I'm running currently. I don't plan on selling it. I plan on just posting it for free. Um, I may end up selling. I'm, I, I, I may end up selling it for very cheap. I'll plan on posting it for free though. All my stores are currently. Free. Um, thank you for having me on, Sean, and, uh, yeah, I'd love to do it, you know, again some other time with you, so, um, I'm gonna let you go now, uh, thank you all, and, uh, goodbye.